0: Oh, it's the Creator Spaces
1: Show. Welcome back to the Creator Spaces Show. And today, we're talking about creating for ADHD with Jesse J. Anderson. This conversation highlights the importance of just getting started, having accountability, and developing systems. Let's get right into it. Do you consider yourself a creator?
2: I definitely do. Outside of the stuff I've done lately, I've been a designer and a front-end developer for 20 years. And throughout that, I've done other things as well, like video production work, animation, and After Effects for a while. And I refer to myself as a lifelong creative with ADHD because I've yeah I've been creating.
0: And I know you mentioned a few things, but what exactly do you create?
2: Yeah, part of me is figuring that out. But I create everything. I'm all over the map. Which there's a little bit of that, trying to find my niche that I'm trying to land, But because I want to continue writing. I've done the Ship 30, and I've been creating content about ADHD is probably my primary topic, but also focus and productivity things.
0: Which go, all, go then, hand in hand.
2: Yeah, it all kind of ties together. Like, I'm trying to follow what people suggest by making things aim toward a newsletter, because I have a, a newsletter focused on ADHD, awesome. and I know that collecting emails is the, the way to own your own platform, That's but money. yeah, I'm all over the map and having things all lead that direction.
0: And so you've got a TikTok?
2: Yes. So in the first Ship 30 for 30, one of the other members, Alex, he was telling people, you guys should get on TikTok and start creating. There's this huge like untapped 25 to 40 year old market and there's just not enough content for them because there's so much youth focused content. And so I just for fun, I was like, I'll record a couple quick TikTok videos, which I'm about to turn 41. So I feel a little ridiculous creating TikTok videos, but I throw them on there for fun. And they blew up immediately. It was just getting like thousands and thousands of views. Wow. And so I've continued to post short videos there, and they're all just little snippets about ADHD, things I've learned in books and videos and stuff like that.
0: Do you think that your video background helped you with that?
2: I think so. It's interesting though, because with TikTok, not universally, but there's almost like an expected rawness to it. Like you don't want to be overproduced, which is like my background with videos, wanting it to be perfect. And there's a little bit of, if you're too perfect on TikTok, no one wants it. There's this weird, Kind of vibe of the community is to be a little bit raw. It feels more authentic that way.
0: It seems like anywhere there's video. If you yeah. look like you're spending $15,000 per minute to produce, people don't want right. to watch it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't feel like you're connecting with a real person anymore. Yeah, you aren't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like it because you aren't. Yeah. I think my video background has helped in narrowing content because you only have 30 to 60 seconds. And so when I think about doing a new video, it's often about thinking about a topic and how do I cut out most of this because it's got to be really quick. So there's a lot of trying to focus the story of what I'm trying to share to a single topic. Atomic content kind of idea.
1: Jesse identified the untapped market on TikTok, created some content, and though it seemed ridiculous to him at first, his content quickly caught fire. You can never really know what's gonna work until you give it a try. The fear will always be there. That's how you know you're doing something worthwhile but don't let it cripple you. The more content he made, the better he understood the intricacies of making better videos for TikTok, giving the most amount of value in the shortest time possible atomic video content.
0: (laughs) Has there been a lot of overlap between your atomic essays that you write for Ship 30 for 30 and the TikTok content you've been putting out?
2: Yeah. So my essays, ADHD has probably been my primary topic. I've covered a lot of other stuff as well. Whereas my TikTok, I feel like that platform is you pick a hyper niche and you stick to it and you don't really stray. So I've only done ADHD stuff on TikTok and I have found for sure that my atomic essays are rich with content for me to use for that. So I'll go through one of my older, essays and then I'll read through it and try to find four or five videos in each one. And yeah, just finding those atomic ideas and trying to tell a story with sharing. I pick a fact about ADHD and I try to make it like a micro story that makes it interesting to hear about this fact.
1: It's interesting to me that Jesse feeds off the content he writes about ADHD and uses it to make TikTok videos on the same. He's developing a very efficient content creation system. I don't think there's anything more important than that for a creator. How do you go about building your audience now?
2: Yeah, that is a great question. I think one of the biggest things that I've done in helping that, it's strange because I feel like I have two different audiences right now. I have the TikTok ADHD only crowd, and then I have my other channels. Those all feel like a different channel that can more encompass all of me, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does.
2: Yeah. And so part of the answer is I have no idea. I'm just hanging on and trying to do the best I can to create content that the people that currently follow me enjoy and that helps them hoping that will cause more people to come as well you know what i mean i've gotten really great feedback so i try to keep doing it double down on that yeah and hope that it continues to grow because i know that my current audience it even sounds weird to say my audience it's like friends that that follow me on twitter and stuff like that
0: quick question for you then how big's your newsletter and how long have you been doing it for
2: yeah so i started doing the newsletter right around the same time the first Ship 30 started. So that was about a little over two months ago now. And thanks to primarily the TikTok growth that I've been pointing people to that, I'm now just a little bit over 900 subscribers to that newsletter, which I recognize is pretty unusual to grow that fast. So I'm just trying to keep at that. I know that the most important factor is to stay like consistent. And so I'm trying to just really make sure every Tuesday, 11 a.m., that thing goes out.
0: So you're saying with one one TikTok a week.
2: No, no, sorry. One okay. newsletter a week. TikTok. Yeah. I don't have a super great release schedule or anything for that. I'm doing probably three to five a week. It depends on the week, though. I could definitely be doing way more of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, TikTok you're... is
2: a platform where you could do a new video every hour, and it wouldn't feel like too much. The way content just flows, and the fact that the videos are so short, there's a huge window of being able to add content without it feeling like overload. I just you huh. know have a full-time job and other things, <laughs> so I'm not able to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So are you trying to build any audience or really get known online before Ship 30, before all this started a few months ago?
2: Not really. I think I've just become more aware of it all in the last couple of months. I'll see people like Dickie Bush post some tweet about these are the skills you need to be successful And I'll look at the list of skills and say, hey, I have all those, (laughs) why am I not doing the same thing? So I think that's just become more of a realization for me that, hey, I have what it takes to be out there.
1: Yeah. Building an audience essentially is a byproduct of putting out great content consistently. Especially if you've already found your niche like Jesse, there's no need of looking further beyond that. Just focus on cranking out content, learning the ins and outs of your platform,
2: and paying close attention to feedback.
0: I'm curious, are you monetizing yet?
2: I am not. I have a friend that I've talked with about possibly doing some sort of a cohort course, like a productivity course. And then I have my own ideas of doing maybe an ADHD focused something workshop course. I'm not sure. So right now I just have some ideas spinning around and I'm trying to land a plan on those. So technically I monetize on TikTok, but it's three cents a day or, you know, (laughs) something like that.
0: Hey, (laughs) you're getting there. Is that just because you're getting so many views?
2: Yeah, it's giving me little pennies here and there.
0: (laughs) Nice. And this is a question I very rarely get to ask but does your employer pay you extra for your reach? Do they know what you're up
2: to? They don't. I'm sure there's probably a couple people that I work with that are aware of me doing this sort of thing. Reached out particularly about the ADHD content that they've connected with but other than that, none of the other content I'm doing really has any sort of relation with my job.
0: Huh. So at this point, it's a side hustle growing into a project?
2: Yeah, that sounds right. I'm putting in a lot of work right now and part of it is that it's fun, which when you have ADHD, people joke that you follow the dopamine because that's a great way to be really productive when you have ADHD. Yeah. I feel like that's where I am right now. I have hopes of a side hustle. Like I have a great job and I really enjoy my job. And so I don't feel like I'm hoping for this to take off and then be able to quit my job tomorrow or anything like that. It'd be cool if someday I could work for myself full time doing creative work. That'd be a dream but i feel like a lot of the creators oh my gosh i got to get out of my nine to five and get into this creator economy and i'm thankful and aware of the privilege of not having to be in that place like i'm pretty happy with my job it's a really good job
0: awesome i think you are in potentially the best place of everyone because you're happy where you are, you're enjoying this new thing you're doing, and you're getting fantastic traction with it.
2: Yeah, it's been a pretty amazing few months. And I really have to like thank Dickie Bush and Nicholas Cole for kind of inspiring it because it really is just create stuff and release it. And then things just started to happen. And now that it's gained traction and you know, continue to give me that confidence of, hey, I have a voice and people want to hear that voice and hearing great feedback, especially with the ADHD stuff of how I've really been able to help people It's super encouraging. It's cool that I've been able to be part of other people's story in discovering themselves.
1: The main thing you can learn from Jesse here is that not putting too much pressure on monetization allows you to spin around different ideas before wasting your time and resources on something that is destined to crash. He's focusing on the more important things like connecting with like-minded people and adding value to their journey. Now, let's learn about Jesse's experience with ADHD.
2: So I found out that I had ADHD when I was 36, so about four and a half years ago.
0: Okay, and I've heard that it's a very different experience when you learn about it as an adult.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. Because I've lived with it for so long and not known about it that it really blends into your personality. So it it becomes difficult to know what is my personality and what is a result of the ADHD. And so if someone told me today, okay, we've got this pill and it will make your ADHD go away. Part of me is like, well, that'd be awesome because the symptoms are terrible there's but i feel like so much of that has become my identity how i view what i am as a person i don't have to get too deep on it but that view is shaped so much by how adhd affects my brain that i really wouldn't want to lose who i am
0: i love that i'm a big fan of every advantage comes with a disadvantage if you don't know where both sides are in that sort of strategic choice then you don't really understand it yet
2: Yeah, there's a lot of those types of paradoxes with uh, having ADHD. One is when you have ADHD, you often will miss things that are common sense. Everyone around you will know something and you won't. But the flip side is you often see things that others don't see. The people that are really struggling hear that, and then it's like almost insulting to their struggle. So there's a weird dynamic there with the whole ADHD as a superpower perspective.
1: I'd say the hardest part is usually knowing and accepting who you are. As Michael and Jesse pointed out earlier, the circumstances or conditions that you might consider to be a disadvantage could possibly be your best chance at success. We're all surrounded by opportunities. All we need to do is keep
2: our eyes open.
0: I'm interested, what's your North Star metric for success?
2: That is a really good question. I think my own satisfaction. Success for me is enjoying what I do and being consistent.
0: Love it. What's your current goal as a creator?
2: I would say that long term, if I don't find some way to monetize, eventually it'll probably become difficult to continue. For me, a goal is to get to a point where I feel like I'm helping people, especially with the ADHD stuff. The work itself justifies my time.
0: What's your average views per TikTok video?
2: Probably three or 4,000 right now. And then every eight or nine videos that I do, will pop off and have 50,000 or 100,000.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right on the edge of being able to monetize that just as a creator. If you can average about 10,000 views per video, you really won't have a problem because they need TikTok creators who are friendly and organic and understand what to make.
1: And as always, We wrap it all up by answering the question.
0: If you could send a tweet back to your start, what would it be? And you get to choose the start.
2: Getting to choose the start is key. So I think I would want to tell myself, filter for the positivity. Follow who is bringing positive engagement to your life and just get rid of the noise. Block and mute what isn't benefiting.